Welcome to the Woodridge Baptist Church podcast. For more information about what's happening in the life of our church, visit our website at www.woodridge.org. Enjoy the podcast. My name is Trey, and uh, yeah, we uh, have been connected to this church uh, for a long time before we knew anything about Woodridge. Uh, two of the staff members uh, actually were former students of mine. I was a youth minister for 18 years and got to have a lot of great students in that time. Uh, Rhett and Josh weren't one of them. Uh, no, they were, they, were, they were great students. Maybe not the best, but they were all right. Uh, so <laughs> uh, we're, 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 we feel at home here because we know these familiar faces. Uh, Pastor Jeremy's been very gracious to us and kind to us. And I mean, uh, he had me uh, come into his office last time I was here and prayed with us and everything. He says, let me know if there's anything we can do for you. I'm like, man, there's so much you already do for us. It's incredible. There's no other church that supports us as strongly as you guys do, but there's still a lot of people here that don't know who we are, and so I want to introduce myself and uh, let you know a little bit about our ministry in Osaka, Japan, and what we do with the International Mission Board, uh, what the International Mission Board is, where Osaka, Japan is. So there's my wife and my uh, three lovely daughters. They're all here with us today over here, hiding out in the corner. Uh, They had to sit with me. So yeah, they're... um, Excited to be here as well, and we're going to have a, if I, I'll forget this at the end of the service, but we're going to have a, a, a booth set up out there for you to come by and look at all the stuff that we brought with us from Japan and grab a prayer card if you don't already have one, but uh, man, we just, we've been tremendously blessed by this church, and this church cares, cares about missions, cares about the lost, not only here in Kingwood, but all over the world, and we feel that support. It has been incredibly, like just a crazy journey the past four years. We've only been doing this for four years. We went out, we did our first term, and there were all these challenges and cultural mistakes that we made all the time. And uh, we were trying to get the language as best we could, but we felt like we were falling further and further behind. And then a global pandemic happened right in the middle of our first term. And we've been trying to figure this stuff out. And there's been plenty of times when we thought we weren't going to make it. And it's during those times that we've really felt the prayers of churches like this. And if you guys have been praying for us, thank you so much. Because it really pulled us through. It really made what we've been doing the past four years possible. And so uh, Osaka, Japan is just on the other side of the planet over there. So you go from Houston, go on a little trip, and there's Osaka. It's just right there. It's a little short 16-hour plane ride, uh, and you'll be there before you know it. And so, uh, but in Japan, there's a lot of people that have never heard the name of Jesus. Uh, They don't know anything about Jesus. I talked to a guy, or or I had friends that talked to a guy one time that thought uh, maybe he was related somehow to Mel Gibson. And it took us forever to figure out that he had seen The Passion of the Christ and knew that Mel Gibson made that movie, and he thought it was a made-up story. He thought Mel Gibson must have conjured up out of his imagination the story of The Passion of the Christ. And we had to explain to him, no, this is an ancient truth that God has revealed to us. And we get to partake in the salvation that Jesus offers. And so that's the kind of work that we do. We've got to explain that it ain't a movie, that the gospel is real, and that it affects every single person on the planet. And that it can release us, it can free us from the sin and bondage that plagues us. 
And so that's what we do in Osaka every day. And uh, we get, uh, there's some pictures of uh, the church that we've gotten to plant there. So this is our first term. We're supposed to be focusing on language and uh, just doing Japanese study every day. And uh, lo and behold, there was an opportunity to plant a church and I was like, well, we're not supposed to, but what am I going to do? Say no? You know, like, here's, my, here's, a, here's a chance to plant a church in the most populated neighborhood in Osaka, Japan. And so this is our Easter service last year. Our, our, our first, none of these kids, none of these Japanese kids have ever done an egg hunt before. That kid up front there, she's like, what is this? I don't know. What, what is going on here, man? But... But I love, uh, yeah, there's uh, some of our friends there brought their dog. And yeah, we just, uh, and then the next picture uh, shows the, so next door to that park is this building. And we've actually, we're not supposed to have access to community centers because it's a religious organization, but just with our connections. And look at that, Woodridge is represented there right in the middle. That's my wife wearing one of y'all's shirts. So we, everything you saw in those pictures is stuff that this church has helped us with. All the Easter, you know, they don't have Easter egg, uh, the, the little plastic Easter eggs that you can buy in bulk here. We've got to buy them on like Amazon and have them shipped over. We've got to find all this stuff. And then we introduce all these cultural things. And, and the church helps uh, us to, to fund those types of projects. That whole Easter shindig right there was something that this church helped us with. And then even our Sunday morning apparel is uh, <laughs> something that this church has sent out care packages to us and things to, to get us through those tough times and to focus on what God's called us to do. And we want to say thank you. And we also want to give that report that here is your IMB missionaries. The report is that it's the same here. God is faithful. God sent us out there. God is doing incredible things with the Japanese people. God is, is revealing his truth to people. He's showing them what the Bible means and, and revealing it in a way that they can understand. And God is making himself big in Japan. He's glorifying himself in Japan. And so that's the, the, the long and short of it, man, is that you guys have been very kind to us. You guys have blessed us. We want to thank you. We want to give you that report. And now... If it's okay with you guys, I want to dig into God's Word and find out how a guy from a small town in Texas got called out to the second largest city in Japan to do this amazing ministry that we get to do. And that's, that's where we work, man. That's Osaka, Japan. That's just a little bit of it, too. But it's all like that. <laughs> it, is, it is covered with just people stacked on top of people. And uh, it's the city... Uh, the size of Houston, but it connects to other cities that are the size of Fort Worth or Dallas or Austin and San Antonio, all clumped together. And so when you add up all of the cities around Osaka, then we really have uh, something like uh, 14 or 15 million people. But there, within, a, within view there, we could probably say that there's we're, that's the tallest building in Osaka that I took this picture from. And you could look out and see all of the city around you. And there's, there's uh, probably three million people there in that close proximity. And we have a team of IMB missionaries. And every day we just get together and try to figure out how do we go out there and reach this city with the gospel? How do we go out there and explain that it ain't Mel Gibson that came up with this? It is a powerful Almighty God who cares and loves 
each of his children. So that's, that's a tall order, but it's our calling. And I see this pattern throughout Scripture. What we're going to look at today is in Acts chapter 9, verses 10 through 19. And it's the story of a side character in the Bible. And it's not really even a missions story. It's not like a go to the ends of the earth kind of story. It's a story of Ananias and his interaction with somebody that did go to the ends of the earth, Paul, at this time of Saul. And so let's, let's read that together in Acts chapter 9, starting in verse 10. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, here am I, Lord. And the Lord said to him, rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying and he has seen a vision. He has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many about this man. How much evil he's done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here, he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I'll show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house, laying, and laying his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized, and taking food, he was strengthened. And then Paul left that house and change the whole known world with this thing we call the gospel. <laughs> and so this is, uh, this is the story of Ananias, and I see this pattern throughout Scripture. I see that God intersects with us, with human beings, on a regular basis. And His instructions to us are go. He tells us, you got to get up, you got to go, you got to do something. He gives us our marching orders, and then our response, typically, is, but. <laughs> we have some great excuses, right? We have some reasons that we can't do what God's called us to do. So God says, go. We say, but. And then God comes back with, still go. So that's the title of the message today. We got a lot, of, a lot of people, we intersect with God, we come to a place like this, we meet with God, we hear His Word, and God is saying to us to go, but then we have all of our excuses lined up and ready, and we lay them before God, and from the story, what we see is that God still says to go, even in the light of all of our great excuses. Can you believe that? <laughs> But God knows all these things, and so he has a plan. And so let's look at that uh, first uh, passage there, uh, just the verses 10 and 12. Now, here in verse 10, there's a, di- there's a disciple. There's somebody named Ananias, and the Lord says to him in a vision, Ananias, and he says, here am I, Lord. And I feel like there's a lot of us that maybe that's where we are in our relationship with Christ. And we just, we've had our name called, and we've said, yep, here am I, but we have not received the orders and gone marching. 
We have not gone out. We have not done anything really that's cost us or looked at, man, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a risk involved in following Jesus. We just say, here, my Lord, and I'm challenging you this morning, man, we cannot be a people that lets our story end in verse 10 because there's so much more. It's a wild ride, but it's worth it, and it's amazing. And God has some of our greatest blessings for us on the other side of an obedient yes, here am I. So Ananias says, yes, here am I. And then the marching orders come and he says, rise and go. And this is like the most specific calling that anyone has ever received, right? It says, you know, uh, rise and go to the street called Straight. There's a house uh, that is owned by Judas and there's a guy from Tarsus and his name is Saul and he's going to be praying. He tells him exactly what he's going to be doing when he walks into the house. He gives him this very specific thing to do. But it's not on the other side of the planet. Ananias doesn't have to get on an airplane to do this. He gives him a specific calling. He gives him something that God is wanting done, wanting accomplished. And he says, I'm going to use you as an instrument to do this. And it's so specific. And sometimes in the Bible, we see some really broad callings. Like I'm reminded of like, uh, you know, Abraham, like go to a place that I'll show you. And I'm like, I don't have an address. How do I put that into Google Maps? You know, like what, where am I supposed to go? But we see here it's very specific. And man, if we miss out on the, you know, whether it's specific or whether it's, it's general, we have a universal calling to go. When Jesus is ascending and he says, man, go and make disciples, he's giving us that as a general calling. It's, it's for all of us. It's a universal calling. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Those are, the, those are the things that I think we can all agree on. We've got to be about that. And that's what I love about this church and what I love about, I've, I've seen it. I've benefited from your commitment to go and to, to, to stand there in the gap and to support your missionaries and to do those things. But we cannot argue that it's, it's not a universal calling or that maybe I'm supposed to just uh, you know, not go. Maybe I'm supposed to stay because even for Ananias, he's not going to the ends of the earth. He's just going to the street called straight down the road from him, but he's still got to go. So we have this universal calling and we wonder why, why do we got to do that? I think back to uh, one of the, the only team that we've been able to host in our four years uh, was in 2018. Uh, we had a team uh, come from uh, Willis, Texas, right? So, uh, anyway, from Willis, where's Rhett? I think he's from Willis, but uh, yeah, 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 there. So, yeah, I knew it'd be one. So, <laughs> but we had this team come from Willis, Texas. They're supporting us. They're they're uh, they're there to kind of do what we we do on a regular basis as missionaries. And one of the things that we led them to do with us is they would go to a train station and hold up a sign. And, and train stations in Japan are like crazy town, man. It's, it's a ton of people, and they all got somewhere to be, you know, and it's just thousands of people crisscrossing and weaving in and out of traffic of each other, man. There's no cars there, but there's, just, there's trains. And so, man, we get there, and we're holding these signs that say, free five-minute English. 
and we're like, man, I don't, you know, we don't know how this is going to go. Sometimes we get a lot of people and they're interested, but we're there. We stand out. We look like we don't belong. You know, like we're holding the sign that says free five minute English, but Japanese people see us and they're like, I bet that dude can speak some English. And they'll come and they'll be like, hey, I'm trying to learn English, but I'm, a, I'm pretty sure that my teacher is teaching me all the wonky Japanese that you might hear on TV instead of what I need to know. And they have like important questions, like they asking me questions like, uh, what does it mean? I'm going to a business meeting and I need to know before I get there, what does it mean to rain cats and dogs? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I, I don't really know what that means. I have no idea how to explain that to you, but it is something that we say, and I have no idea why. So uh, if anybody knows the origin, yeah, you can tell me later. But, but I mean, that's what we're doing. We're holding this sign, and we got people coming, and they're like, man, t- you know, I want to I wanna practice my English. And so we've just filtered out, out of the thousands, those that this short-term team can then communicate with, because they came to us. And now they're interacting with us on their own free will. And the, so they'll ask us, you know, what's your, we have a script, we go through and say, what's your favorite restaurant? Where do you like to eat? Uh, what's your favorite uh, movie? And uh, that's how the Mel Gibson thing came up, I bet. And then there's, uh, what's your favorite book? Anybody want to guess? I mean, they got all kind of favorite books, you know, all kind of different uh, comic books, manga, all that stuff. But then when they ask us back in English, what is your favorite book? And we're sitting there, I think... Let me tell you about my favorite book. And so if they have time, man, we'll go through and share the story of Jesus this, uh, that's contained in this book, that is our favorite book, and we tell them about Jesus. Well, this woman from Willis, she lays it out there for this guy who came up and wanted to practice some English with her. And he's an older gentleman, but he gets through and he says, ah, oh, yeah, I know this story. Now, let me just tell you that I've been, I've, I had done a lot of those, and I'd never heard of anybody really saying, oh, yeah, I've heard this story. I mean, there's 99% of the people that we interact with, they've never heard the story. They don't know anything about Christmas. They think it's Santa Claus's birthday. They don't know anything about Easter. They don't know anything in between. They've never heard the story of Jesus. And so this school teacher, uh, she's actually, she was living in, Con- so school teacher from Conroe, Texas, is sharing the gospel with this man, and he says, I've heard this story before. And that caught her by surprise. She says, well, really? Where did you hear this story before? He said, uh, you, you might know him. His name is Billy Graham. And uh, I mean, it was right after Billy Graham passed away. She thought, maybe, maybe this guy heard it in the news. Maybe it made the Japanese news or something. But he goes, no, no, no. I heard him in person. It was a long time ago, but I heard him. And she shared the gospel with him, and she said, yes, Billy Graham does believe this now more than ever, and, and it's, it's real. And he said, you know what, thanks for sharing. This is an intriguing story, but no, I'm not going to believe today. And he left. And that's sad, but I was intrigued. I was like, man, when did Billy Graham come to Osaka? that this man would have seen him. And I, I Google it, and I find out that Billy Graham only made one stop ever in his whole preaching circuit in Osaka, Japan, and that was in 1980. So here it is. And that was 1980. This guy heard from Billy Graham the gospel, and it was translated into Japanese that time. This time, it was just from a school teacher from Conroe, Texas, doing her best <laughs> to work through language barriers and culture barriers to share the gospel with them. But in that span, it was 30 
37, 38 years. He had heard the gospel for the first time as a young man. He heard the gospel for the second time from a school teacher from Conroe, Texas, the second time. And my question, the question that, that, that haunts me, the question that makes me get up out of bed in the morning is, when's he going to hear the gospel for the third time? Because maybe he would accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior. If he could just hear the story one more time. But we, our responsibility as missionaries, and then y'all's responsibility as a church that supports missionaries, is we've got to do everything we can, even here in Kingwood, to shorten the gap. I would call 37 years a drought of gospel presentation. And what we have out there on our table is all this stuff about saturate Osaka. We want to take the drought and flip it on its head. We want to take the gospel and share it so much that people are like, oh, this again. (laughs) I keep hearing this from everybody. And so that's why we go. And that's why it's so important for us to continue to go. Because it is the calling of God. It's universal. Every Christian that said yes to Jesus then gets their marching orders. We are saved for a reason. And maybe it's to share with that guy out there in Japan. Or maybe it's to share with the guy down there on Straight Street. We've got to go. And we see that our excuses, no matter how good they are, they have a response that comes from God. So check out our excuses in uh, verse 13 and 14. This is Ananias' excuse, but it holds up pretty well with what I've used as excuses my whole life. Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many. He doesn't say how many. I love that. <laughs> There's a lot of people that have told me about this man and how much evil he's done, and he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. Look at the two things that, that are really present in this excuse. It is rumor hearsay. I've heard from many. And then verse 14, I think is all about fear. He doesn't say it so simply, but really the thing that if you look at our own excuses, why we don't go share down the street or why we don't present the gospel to our family members or at our school cafeterias or, or in our workplaces, the reason that we don't is probably because of these two things, man. I've heard that that's a good way to lose your job. I've heard that this family member does not want to hear that. I read an article on Facebook. I saw on the internet (laughs) that this isn't the way to do it. And so we've, we've got all this hearsay and rumors, and we base our faith on those things rather than the truth of God. And then we see the authority of the chief priest is he's scared out of his mind that these guys are going to haul him off to jail. It ain't safe to do this. If this is the pattern of God calling us, go, and then we say but, and then God says still go. I think that's the pattern of most callings in the Christian life. Anything you might be called to do. Young people, man, y'all might be in in this uh, realm of figuring out what to do for college, what to do for a job, what's your passion, what's going to be your thing in high school. Man, those things that that we wonder about, what are... when we start to view those things in the scope of what God wants for us, then we have to figure out, man, this is our calling. This is what God's shaping our lives to be. And we hear that from God, and we say, well, I don't like to do that. That doesn't sound very safe. <laughs> I've heard that that's dangerous, or I've heard that that's, a, that's no way to live. 
And the thing that will destroy rumors and fear is truth and faith. But I love that God still hears him out. <laughs> that last point of still go. You know, Ananias tells God, and here's God calling him, and he says right to God's face, man, I don't want to do this. This sounds like a bad idea. Maybe you don't know, God, but this guy's bad news. God says, I know. And he listens, and he says, actually, all those things that you just pointed out, I'm going to call Paul to do some amazing things, and it's going to rock the whole world, so still go. And so I, I would encourage you, you know, we have our excuses, and they're good excuses, and we've worked on them, and, and I would say, put them before Jesus. Take them to God and say, these are the reasons I cannot do what you're calling me to do, and let God take all of that and say, that's based on rumor, that's based on fear. Let me replace that with truth and faith. And all of our excuses start to melt away, and we see that, yeah, the calling is still go. We got to get out there. One of my big fears before going to Japan is I'd been there on some short-term trips, and I knew how hard it would be to communicate with people. I knew that was going to be just such a high hurdle for us to try to learn Japanese and try to get to where we communicate with people, and how's that ever going to work? I am not the brightest tool in the tool shed. I don't even say that right. So... <laughs> There's no way that's going to go well, God. And I bring all this before him, and I say, this isn't going to work. And then we get there, and there's a young man that he calls me up, and he says, I want to come to one of your game parties. But he said all that in Japanese, and I didn't understand him. All I heard was game party. You know how you say game party in Japanese? Game party. <laughs> So I hone in on that, and I'm like, man, yes, please come to the game party. We're opening up our home, having people over, just trying to do what we thought might, missionaries might be doing. And so we, we meet this guy, and he came, and he met me, and I have no idea how to communicate with him. And so I introduced him to all of our team members who do speak some Japanese, and they all happen to be IMB missionaries, <laughs> right? And so all those missionaries are now friends with Ryo. I'm friends with him, and now he's friends with a bunch of missionaries. And then we get to talking more and more, and I invite him to church, and I take him to church one day, and I introduce him to all these Japanese Christians. And I don't realize it, but I'm doing my best to share the gospel. All these IMB missionaries are doing the best to share the gospel with this young man, and then all these people at church are also sharing the gospel with this young man. And another thing I didn't realize was that he had come from a small town into this mega city of Osaka, and none of his friends came with him. So what was he really hurting for? Some friends. And he had gone, he had been living in Osaka for a while and had not made any friends. He was struggling there. And the night that he accepted Christ, he said, I didn't even know there's a God that I could pray to about my loneliness I didn't even know that I could ask and that God would hear my prayer for friends. 
But I came and I met you and then I met these other people that are Christians and I met these other people that are Christians. Now I have more friends than I can remember the names of. Some of them have weird American names that I can't even pronounce. And he said, if, if there's a God that sees me when I'm hurting, then I owe it to him to follow this Jesus. So my concerns... <laughs> My big excuses, my big objections seemed really small after that. And I understood that God really does call us to still go. I brought those excuses. I laid them all before God. I said, I don't know how to, I still don't know how to speak Japanese properly. I had a friend tell me, and he was being very generous. He said, you speak Japanese about the level of a third grader. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take that as a big compliment. I would love to speak like a third grader. But I'm convinced that my lack of qualifications doesn't measure up to the power of God. And that's something all of us can take a great comfort in. Just take a big sigh of relief that it ain't up to you. <laughs> and that we can go, we can still go, even with all our baggage, even with all our hurts, even with all of our trauma, we can still go. God can still use us. Because Ananias is no big hero in the Bible. If we had trading cards of Bible characters that are these superhero type figures, Ananias wouldn't even get a card, man. He's, he's a minor character. But he was a big character to Paul that day. Saul. And he goes strengthened having met Ananias. We don't have to even produce success no matter what we're called to do. We just have to be faithful. We just have to go when God says go. And so uh, I'm going to pray, and we're going to have uh, a time where uh, Tiffany comes back up. But uh, there's, there's lots of things planned. You all probably saw the baptistry up here. But, but I do just want to leave you with this challenge. Have that conversation with God. I remember it was a long conversation with God, and we had to have it out over many months, years even. For God to tell us to go to Japan. We had all of our excuses, but we eventually ended up there, didn't we? <laughs> so have that conversation with God. Lay all your excuses before Jesus. Let him deal with those things. And then still go. No matter how awkward or hard it is, still go. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast. For more information about our church, visit www.woodridge.org.